Hello everyone, I am Sophia Ring, SP Saturn the Seventh, and you are watching Anime Egotists. Enjoy! And welcome back to the Anime Egotists, where we owe a lot of characters in anime money. Yeah, too much money. I've made so much debt. Yeah, it, it doesn't go- it, it hasn't- it hasn't been going well for me either, buddy. Anyways, my name's Alex, and Jason David Frank was awesome. Exactly. And just remember, if you need help, please ask. The people around you will care. Yeah. Heck, talk to us, and we'll be glad to listen. But we love Jason David Frank, and we also mm -hmm. love Pokemon, isn't that right? Exactly. Maybe a little too much. A little bit. I... <laughs> Another reminder: If Dawn from Pokemon asks where I am and where her money is, just don't t don't say anything. Just please don't. Uh, I wish you had said something earlier. She came by here. <sighs> Damn it! But we're not here to talk about Dawn or her games. We're here to talk about Sword and Shield. And now, some of you might be thinking, "Wait, don't you mean Scarlet and Violet?" No, because we wanted to for these videos. We want to wait a little bit for the generation to really be over. Also, I'm not done with Violet yet, admittedly. That's fine. Everyone takes their own time for them. There's no real advantage besides getting, I guess, the like seven-star raid that's going on right now for finishing the game early, but that's the only thing really right now. Yeah, so today we're gonna be talking about the start of Gen 8, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon, and I know I've made this joke before and I don't really care, Pokemon Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta Shield. Sadly, the actual shield isn't involved with it, but I guess that's a I guess that's a loss of a point for them. Yeah. So this was the first game on the Switch for Pokemon that was a main series game. There we go. I, I think there were what two like ports of mobile games or something that were on the on the. Uh, Switch first. Well, there was also Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, which I would love to talk about at some point, but there was also that. I keep forgetting that that game even existed, even though I own it and have played it all the way through. Yeah, same. Alright. So, what were your initial thoughts when the game first came out? Alright, let's get this out of the way. There's no national decks. Does it... is it... Disappointing? Sure. Did I care that much? No. Did I start harassing the developers and everything over it? Also no. Like, it, as great as it would be to have Pokemon from every single game in one singular game, it's not the end of the world for me. Like I said, I like experiencing the game with new Pokemon each time, so it didn't bother me as much as everyone else. Yeah, I I've openly admitted I was really disappointed in not having the National Dex. I'm still a little disappointed. I've, I've I've come to feel that there are certain Pokemon that kind of should always be there. All the starter Pokemon, all the legendaries, whether they're in the base game or at, now that we're probably getting DLC for almost every game, uh, main series game that we'll get, eventually all of the starter Pokemon and all of the legendaries should be in the games, I think, at least them. I can agree with that. But overall, like, I just want to start off. Overall, though, I thoroughly enjoyed Sword and Shield. I bought Shield the day it came out. I got Sword for Christmas a little bit later, and I just started playing it a few weeks ago, and I'm surprised at how much I've enjoyed it the first and second time around. I, I had a lot of fun with these games. I did, too. It was... This is the first time I think that they've really 
besides a handful of exclusive Pokemon, the games are really actually have different aspects because of uh, just the different gym leaders you face and different ways the game plays slightly. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess we should get a little more into it with our main heroes, Victor and Gloria, or whatever you decide to call them. I think this is, is this the first game where it doesn't give you an option, like how the games used to give you like three uh, options and then you could do your own name if you wanted. I yeah, I think so. I think it's just what's your name? And like they 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 give you no hints as to who these characters are, but it does. But it doesn't. It's just a small little thing. All right, but yeah, I I too really enjoyed these games. They kind of start a little differently because. You get your po- you don't get your Pokemon from the professor. You get it from the champion, which is kind Leon. of interesting. Yep. And but you also meet your best friend Hop, who's your neighbor. He's your neighbor, correct? Yeah, he lives the next house down. And he has a Wooloo, probably the Pokemon that nobody hates because everybody seems to love Wooloo because it's adorable. Yeah. Well, since we're bringing up uh, Hop. Oh my god, is he so much better than How? Was that really difficult? No, but it's just, it was so nice having someone who you get to feel their growth throughout the series or yeah. throughout the story. I was probably going to wait a little bit to talk about it, but we should, since we're already here, Hop's story is he's very kind of arrogant at times, still a nice guy and all, but mm-hmm. kind of arrogant about his abilities because his brother is the champion and he's trying to emulate that he suffers some losses and some setbacks and he overall grows into a much more patient like smart person if anything i'd call him it almost kind of feels like he's a duro tag in this rather than just a rival like he feels very important to the story well yeah and also um helps that he becomes the other hero of legend i think is what they're yeah. called or something yeah something like that so he ends up uh, battling uh, with Zamazenta at the end of uh, if you play Sword. I played that's the one I played through. So I don't even remember off the top of my Zacian. Is that the other one? What's it called? Mm-hmm. At the end of Sheepfield. But overall, you you guys get your your Pokemon from Leon. You, you have choices between Grookey, Scorbunny, and Sobble. And I picked Sobble because I generally go with Water types. Unless one of the other two really stands out, I also do the same a lot of the times. Um, there have been some generations that I jump on the other ones, just as I said, because I like them more. But for the most part, I think about half of the games total so far, I've played with the water type as my starter. Yeah, but as usual, your rival picks the starter that's weaker to you. But in a kind of cool twist... The starter that's stronger to you, Leon ends up taking, because I guess nobody else showed up for the other Pokemon. Yeah, you know, there's a character model for the other protagonist, right? We could have had them in the game as well. Yeah, which I've said before, it kind of makes me sad when both player protagonists aren't in the game, because I like I enjoy Bread and May in the games together. Lucas and Dawn don't do as much, but I still like them doing stuff, but... I don't know, it's just kind of a weird omission, especially when Pokemon Masters starts doing some weird stuff. Yeah, because they bring up a lot of the... I guess what they're considering Pokemon's official canon for which trainers have which Pokemon and 
which legendary have been caught by which trainer and all that. Exactly. Like, not to mention, I don't know if, I don't know the case if you play as a girl, but if you play as a boy, your mom gives you a bag and says, this was your dad's bag. And I'm like, is he dead? Is he, where is he? But it's, it's never really a point they make, they don't make a whole talking point about it. They just bring it up like a couple of sentences. Yeah, that's how to put it. Yeah, you're once again the trainer without a father. Yeah. And it's funny because I mentioned Masters, but Victor, the character, actually says, yeah, I saw a bag just like this when, uh, during my travels, but this belonged to my dad, so it's my most prized treasure. So I'm like, there might be something there, but I don't know. And Gloria is, um, okay, you guys know the Gloria memes, Scottish Gloria, mm -hmm. and she's um, kind of crazy. I don't have a little, whole lot more to add than that. But I, that's just how... Well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Anyways, it's, but you meet the champion Leon, and unlike most games, the champion is introduced very early on. You know immediately who he is. Mm -hmm. And in Journeys, they actually do a great job portraying him because he's this kind, wise, powerful trainer who everyone looks up to, but he's also kind of an idiot. Yeah, he has the... He has no sense of direction, is the correct wording of that, I guess. Yeah, and if you spin around enough in a circle, you can do his po his classic pose, and in some cases that helps you evolve Pokemon, but we'll talk about that later. Exactly, and so if I remember correctly, he then invites you to go meet with his, his childhood friend, uh, Sonya. Profession, yeah, Sonya, yeah, her. I really like Sonia. I like how she's not necessarily the professor, but she's kind of just on her own kind of journey. And her grandmother and everyone keep bringing up, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? You see what Leon's doing? And she kind of gets a complex about it. Yeah, she wants, she doesn't know exactly what she wants. And she's, this is actually a really good lesson that her story teaches. Um, because they're, I'm, I'm guessing they're probably what they're early twenties. I believe early so. On. Yeah. So, her overall story is about discovering yourself, but not necessarily pushing it on you. Where where you get asked those questions, what do you want to do? How do you want to be? Just you don't have to know in your twenties. Heck, I'm in, I'm twenty seven and still don't fully know. You're twenty. You're man. You're that old. Yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. But also, it's just passion for her because she kind of starts figuring out the story of the legendary. He's he's like, oh, the the day the day of legend or whatever it's called. Like she's very involved in the legendary process, and even when you guys end up meeting legendary Pokemon very early in the game, sure you don't know it's legendary at first, but we'll we'll get back to that point in a bit. Yeah, that's. This is like the earliest game that they're introduced, if I remember correctly. Like they're just... In a sense, yeah. It, it's pretty close at this point, but you still meet... But yeah, it, you meet the legendaries pretty early on. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have them for, on your team the entire time, but... No, no, no. Oh, but you also meet her grandmother, Professor Magnolia, who's kind of still pushing Sonya. Not overly mean, she's just trying to get her where she needs to go. Oh, after mm -hmm. talking for a bit, you also end up and probably one of the biggest things they had, the wild area. Yes, yeah, so this is 
a massive area right in the center of the map that's pretty much free room. There's no loading screens here unless you're going into another town or uh, setting up your picnic or camp. I guess it's that yeah. game. Yeah. Ultimately, I was I was really happy with the wild area. You get to catch a lot of, of Pokemon relatively early on. The mm -hmm. only kind of problem is there aren't a lot of Galar-specific Pokemon in the wild area. You have to go into like towns and caves and that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. I still found it enjoyable, especially considering they add the they have the kind of drawback of if you go into a certain area, you can't catch those Pokemon because they're way too strong. Yeah, about what two thirds of it are locked until you beat the first three gyms, and then uh, you unlock the next. But then there are still some Pokemon that are, they say, too high a level for you to catch. So yeah, you can still beat them. It's just a matter of catching them, which I guess works for training purposes. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but you can make curry with your Pokemon and camp with them. Probably the thing I spent way too much time doing because I wanted to learn how to make curry at the time. Yeah, it's, it was a fun little addition. Um, we may compare it a little bit to uh, the Gen 9 mechanic and just go over what the slight difference is. But I like curry more than sandwiches. I, I was going to talk more about like what you get with sandwiches versus what you get with curry. So Okay, sure. Um, so the new mechanic was sandwiches in Gen 9. It's pretty much the exact same thing, except for it's a picnic instead of a camp. Um, but based on the sandwich you make, you get three different kind of built uh, buffs for it. You can get uh, more shiny Pokemon, uh, better eggs, eggs more often, uh, and you can increase your uh, encounters with a specific type, the size of a certain type, and I believe the power of certain types. There might be more to that but i can't remember something all. like that i don't remember all of them and curry is basically just friendship and experience points mm -hmm. um it was the first time they tried something like that it's something basic is fine yeah i i think it was a good start i kind of wish curry had continued because i found it more fun to make than uh the sandwiches are a little bit but yeah Plus, it's easier to mess up with the curry. When you're make, if you mess up making a sandwich, something is very wrong. But we'll talk, especially how the everything just falls off onto the plate. It's like, nope, you can't use that. I'm like, it's on the plate. Just let me pick it up and put it. It it was weird. We'll talk. We'll talk about Scarlet and Violet. I'm sure at some point. Eventually, but at, but you get through the wild area, and you also there's also this ceremony where you're basically getting inducted into basically the gym challenge. And I'll say mm -hmm. it, they did a really good job of making this feel special. Like every other game, it's, oh, why don't you just go through the gym challenges or whatever. This feels like if you're going for the gyms, this is a big deal. There's a mm -hmm. ceremony. There are, there are uniforms you wear for the battle. It just felt very different. This might've been my most fun gym challenge in all of the games in all honesty. I can agree with that. It, it was the, Kind of, how to put it? Um, from what I remember, Let's Go had a, like bleachers on the sides that you could see people, but this was the first one where every single gym challenge is in a stadium. Well, almost all of them, but we'll get to that later. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, and they did. Um, so it feels like I mean, this is the major sporting event, and that makes sense because in the anime, 
besides the gyms, every tournament, every little competition has like a major stadium and they all compete in there and they get observed by fans and they get cheered on. It's really fun to watch when that happens. Yeah. And you also learn during some of those battles that not everybody's rooting for you because there are crowds chanting for your opponents. I'm like, oh, uh, I guess I'll just turn heel and start being a jerk, but that's cool. Whatever. But speaking of jerks, Hop isn't your only rival, is he? Nope, this is where we meet. Do we meet both of the other rivals in here? We do, just... but I want to focus on Bede at first. Okay. Bede is totally insufferable. He's a... I, I don't mean as in I hate him. I mean as in he's just the right amount of snarky that I want to take him down. He's arrogant, very much a know-it-all, but he also has a backstory that I really wasn't expecting when I first saw him. Yeah, I I vaguely remember all of his backs or parts of his backstory. You'll have to explain it all again. Basically, he was passed around from orphanage to orphanage and got into a lot of fights until Chairman Rose gave him a Pokemon and sponsored him. So basically, Chairman Rose was the only person who believed in him, and so he's winning, trying to win this tournament specifically to prove him right. Okay, I I remember Chairman Rose part. I couldn't remember the orphanage, but it's been. I haven't played the story of Sword and Shield since pretty much the games came out. I... Yeah, it's kind of messed up. And his development down the line is very good, even if at times it kind of feels like, wait, where did he, where's B? He kind of disappeared for a bit. Yeah, but I still think they did a good... I'll just say it. The three rivals you have in this game, well, the three main ones, are probably my favorite group of overall rivals in the game so far. I can agree to that. They're they all end up nice and powerful at the end where you actually feel like they grew with you. The only other game that had like a large number of rivals was the X and Y games where you have like five people who are supposed to kind of be your rivals and none of them feel at the end that they grew to the same strength that you grew to. Yeah, I appreciate them trying, but it just didn't work out. But so, But it kind of worked out later down the line. But especially for B, the thing I love is the rivals interact. Like, Bede and Hop battle, and Bede is basically implied to have wiped the floor with Hop, and that kind of causes his crisis of confidence. I like that mm -hmm. they're adding different layers and interactions for these characters. Yeah, it's also, that is nice seeing that the rivals are actually facing each other, or at least hearing about it. Because a lot of times it's like, okay, you just happen to battle me finally after i don't know 30 minutes of me playing the game and i'm the only battle you've had you that's all i know about i don't know about any of your history or what yeah. you've been doing since the last time i saw you i especially love beat because you can tell when you beat him it legitimately bothers him him but unlike blue where he it seems like blue is what's kind of just like oh no i'm still bad than you i'm still bad than you you can tell Bede is kind of self-conscious about it, but he's still acting like a jerk towards you. And some of the stuff he says is legitimately hilarious. Like when he says, to think I had the misfortune of being born in the same timeline as you. I'm like, ow. Yeah, that is a good one. It was, it, it hurt. But we have Bede, we have Hop, we have what, we have everybody's favorite rival. Marnie. Marnie. Hop basically is your best friend, no matter what, throughout the story. Bede, once again, would prefer if you just didn't exist to begin with, and he's a jerk. 
Marnie's kind of in the middle. Yeah, she's she's got a very unique reason for wanting to uh, win and become champion, or at least uh, become a really strong trainer. And I kind of like the fact that she has a a unique story versus a lot of the other rivals who just want to either get strong, want to be the champion, want to have this or that instead. So I kind of liked hers with wanting to take over her gym. Yeah. Her brother wanted to take her to take over the gym so he could practice his music. He is peers and he is awesome, but she wanted to bring more prestige and like notoriety, notoriety to her hometown, Spike Mouth, because it's kind of a wasteland where it's at. They don't even have a stadium or anything when you get to the gym. You just show up and Pierce is like, well, I guess we're battling. We're not going to do the Dynamaxing thing, Ink, so uh, let's battle. Yeah, this is the... Well, you brought it up. So the, the main gimmick of this game is the Gigantamax slash Dynamax uh, Pokemon, which is where you just make them giant. Some Pokemon form change when they and become Gigantamax, and then every Pokemon has a Dynamax form, which is yeah. just larger. Yeah, they all have, and some of them have, like, unique moves with cool abilities. Like, this move attacks, but it also protects your team from, like, weather damage, or something like that. A mm -hmm. lot of them felt unique enough. The only problem early on is that you couldn't unlock a lot of these forms until the DLC came out. Yeah, um, they have the occasional event where you could get, like, insert a Machamp that had its Gigantamax form with its unique abilities. But if you missed the event, you either had to really hunt for one that had the G-Max um, ability, which was like a much harder thing to do than people, I think, remember. And then, but once we got the uh, first DLC, the Isle of Armor, we got Max Soup. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to find 30 of those damn mushrooms. That was... They could have cut it down to like 10 or 15. I think that's why they mentioned that in the games, is why this map... Or not in the games, in the uh, anime, where Ash goes, well, I've got this mushroom. Oh, you need three, You need two more. Oh. So they constantly are hunting for these things that it's like, well, no, it's large enough there. I, I think we're good. Yeah, and not to mention, all of your rivals and all the gym leaders, with, besides peers, have their own, like, special unique Pokemon on for the challenge. It makes it feel like everybody kind of has their own ace, and that's cool. But when I first saw it, I thought Marnie's Morpeko was going to be her, like, Gigantamaxing, which didn't really end up happening, but I like what they went with with her anyway. Yeah, the, um, I forgot what the final form is, uh... Grimmsnarl? Yeah. I, yeah, I could remember Impidimp, but I couldn't remember Grimmsnarl. Yeah, yeah, and she, and with a lot, kind of going back with Barney, she's kind of showing, hey, I'm sorry, I guess we also have to talk about Team Yell at some point. She's kind of showing, look, to the player, I don't really, I don't hate you, I have nothing against you, but I don't really want to be your friend either, which is hilarious, because her poor Pekko ends up loving you. Mm -hmm. <sighs> but speaking of Team Yell, I've liked them a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, so they're kind of Marty's cheerleaders. They follow her around, cheer her on. From my understanding, they're fans of Pierce's music and want him, and uh, because he like, he wants uh, Marty to succeed him, they want 
Marnie to succeed as the gym leader. Basically, yeah. And while they're not necessarily a quote-unquote evil team, towards the end of the game, they do start to provide and do start to help along the story. And they're one of the most realistic teams because they show it doesn't matter what you support. If you're super toxic and annoying, people will grow to hate you regardless. <laughs> okay. But not Marnie, because Marnie, like I said, I like all three of these rivals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, th this is the best group set of rivals I think that the games provide. There's other other games that may have better single person or single rivals, but that's not, neither here nor there for this game. Yeah, but I guess we should also kind of talk about the gameplay. Ultimately, I really like the wild area and a lot of the stuff it provides, but at the same time, I whenever you get into towns or go into caves, you kind of lose that ability for the open worldness or whatever. Mm -hmm. It did feel kind of strange. I, I I didn't get used to it for a good bit. Yeah, it, it's really weird having a game that's almost trying to be open world, but then has large sections of the game that are just so linear um like i a good example with uh scarlet and violet is that i mean pretty much once you get to the uh into your designated academy and go through that little introduction you can go anywhere on the map it doesn't besides the big center crater you can literally go anywhere you want at that after that point Does that mean you're ready for it? No, but... Yeah, the big Senna crater that totes is not suspicious. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the end of the game. Never. Never. <laughs> but I but I don't know. I didn't necessarily think it was bad. I just got... I guess part of me was, it's like, oh, the wild area. Uh, I kind of just want to hang out here. And, but then they kind of fix it in the DLC, because that was like, once you go to certain parts, then it's just completely open world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which... This was a good experiment for Pokemon to kind of see where they were going from here. Because, I mean, my f my first games were the Johto games, and they, I mean, there's not really any open worldness to it until you get to like the fourth gym, and then you can go like three different ways, if, whichever way you want at that point. But yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I personally, for me, like I've said, open world games don't all. It's not a game is not always good simply because it's open world. But I I was okay with being a little patient because it's like because like I enjoy the stuff. Like I enjoyed the lore. I enjoy the characters. I enjoyed the gym leaders. Yeah, so I guess we should talk about the gym leaders and uh, kind of how they go from, I guess, the start of the game to the end. Sure, why not? So, God, I, I should pull up their names because I don't remember half their I wasn't names. Gonna, I mean, I wasn't going to list all of them, but I know Milo is first. Okay, so it's... We start out with a grass gym. The grass gyms always are early on. And... Yeah. We go grass, then water, then fire, which makes things really interesting depending on what starter you pick and what your team is like. Yeah, there's never a point where they give you... where they don't give you an option right before these first gyms. So, 
um, you go through that first cave and you can get um, Roly Coley, Carcoal, Senescorch, uh, something like that to, to handle the first grass gem. You get, um, to, if I remember correctly, you can get your uh, Toxel right before. Yeah, you get Tox, you can get Toxel pretty early on. Yeah, uh, right before the water gem at the daycare that's all in between the grass and water. And then um, because it's the water gems on the coast, you can get water Pokemon there or uh, some rock or uh, ground Pokemon right before the fire gem. So th these first three gems are pretty easy. Yeah, but the weird thing about this game is, well, the gym leaders aren't the same for sword and shield, well, at least not completely. Yeah, so in sword you get the fighting gym. Or or B, and she's terrifying. Yeah, she Well, she's also she's very much similar to the uh, version you get in the anime, where she's kinda tough and all she wants to do is fight you. Yeah, but she also loves sweets. Yep. And then you, you play don't... shield. Uh, you get Alistair, the ghost gym leader, which I find kind of odd that they're both in the same town, and the towns... I, I don't know. That is one thing that was kind of weirding me out. Uh, but I guess at the same time, they couldn't have two towns in the same place, because otherwise, like, things would get weird. But I really liked Alistair. He covers his face, and he has uh, Gigantamax Gengar, because people love Gengar. Yeah, and it's interesting with him, because... He seems so shy in the anime, and I don't, but I haven't played Shields and I haven't watched anyone play it, so I don't know. Is that actually his personality? Is how sh kind of shy he is? Yeah, no, they 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 nail him on the head pretty well. Oh, they they do a good job of Alistair. He, he's very shy, but like kind hearted and understands ghost Pokemon. Okay, that's kind of an interesting thing to know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it also just helps with replayability. Like, you play Sword, and then you're like, oh, I want to experience these other Gym Leader Salt, now I'll play Shield, or vice versa. Yeah, and it makes it the world feel like there's probably a gym for every type. We just have we just didn't get to see all of the gyms. Yeah, but I'm kind of glad, because that would have taken forever. Yeah, I... That'd be an interesting game if, like, Gen 10 had... There's a gym for every type, you... If they implement like um, leveling, where it's like okay, if you based on however many gyms you have already beat, you just you face a certain number of Pokemon at a certain level, and you can go so you can face whichever gyms you actually want to face. So you can have a completely unique playthrough no matter which games you play. Yeah, that'd be cool. I guess we should talk a little bit about the Pokemon themselves. Okay. Um, so. I will admit this game has my app, one of my absolute favorite Pokemon, like, uh, and that's Corviknight. I really loved Corviknight. Okay, I have my team for Sword and for Shield. If you're interested. Okay. Okay, I'll for Shield. It was Intellion, Corviknight, Orbeetle, Toxtricity, Amped form, the yellow and purple form, Dracovish, and Noivern. But once I got Urshifu in the post game, I had to bench Noivern because I like to do I like to use new Pokemon, but I've never used Noivern before. I usually I've come to discover use like five brand new Pokemon and one Pokemon I have never actually gotten to use from an older game. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I ended up really enjoying my team. 
mean, I, I, I don't know. I, it kind of got to the point for me where it's because we all know the jokes or the memes of, oh, your starter Pokemon is the strongest. Your starter Pokemon's the one that does the most damage. I think that might have been the case, but I don't know. Toxicity was kind of dangerous. Yeah, with it having the unique uh, poison electric type was interesting. I, I found it very helpful for my team as well. And it looked like such a delinquent, but then it would stare at me and give me a smile. I'd be like, oh, you, you're so adorable. That's what I love about Pokemon Camp. It, you get a lot of different interactions between your team. Yeah, I I didn't use it nearly as much as I probably should have, because doesn't it also heal your Pokemon with when you do It stuff does. like that? And apparently if you wait around long enough, wild Pokemon will come up and offer to join your team. But that never happened with me. Yeah, I really didn't use uh, the camp that much. Um, so my uh, first and only playthrough, I also used Inteleon and Corviknight. Or uh, the first two Pokemon I had. I also had, uh, I ended up using um, Colossal, the cult Pokemon. Uh, I also had Toxtricity. Uh, I got I got the, um, whatever the other form is. Low-key? Yeah, as my first one, but... It ended up having a really bad, um, well, I forgot what the personality, whatever it is, that changes its stats. So it had like no um, special attack at all. And that's Oh, what wow. it mainly uses. And so I ended up having, to, I caught a, the ant form while I was, uh, uh, once I unlocked the next area and used that one, just because it was the one I, it had a better ability and or better stats than I could use um what was the other pokemon um oh flaffle i used the uh apple dragon pokemon for sword so that one was unfortunately weaker than i wished i really like the design of it being a worm in a apple but i was disappointed in the end because it it really held my team back unfortunately in some battles Is that all your Pokemon? That was my main team. I think, I, if I remember correctly, I ended up using uh, Zacian as my final uh, Pokemon, but I had to wait uh, till the post game to get that. So, Yeah. And for my... The, I, I didn't end up finishing Sword before Violet came out, so I had on my Sword team Rillaboom, Copperaja, I also got Flapple, I got a Rainbow Alcremie, Arctazult and Colossal. Okay. Speaking of uh, of Arctazult, the fossil Pokemon in this game are flipping weird. Yeah, they're each one is half of a fossil that uh, that was a different uh, one, and for some reason it actually resurrected. But they're I just imagine them sitting there twitching and saying, "Kill me." Help me! Like you have a dra a dragon co combined with a fish. Like it seems like I I would there should be a malpractice suit or something because this po because this woman is combining these fossils and it's not going great. Yeah, I, I kind of hope that we get a game, another game where we get the correct versions, like that we get the completed fossils in one. It's like, yeah, my sister's uh, living in the Galar region and she's kind of crazy, but she also does what I do, which is resurrect fossils, and we get 
but here, I found these fossils and she puts them together correctly and it we end up with the legit Pokemon. I think as long cool. as there's one other sibling who's like, oh no, what happens if we combine all four fossils together? Let's see what happens. That'd be interesting because we get a very unique and probably overpowered Pokemon. I would still take it. I'm not going to lie though, a lot of the designs of these Pokemon I really like. Like Alcremie, for some reason I grew to love Alcremie's design. Especially since it's like, oh, depending on what sweet you give it, when it evolves, it'll have this with it. But you also have to spin around and do the Leon pose mm. for 30 seconds to get up. It's a weird way of doing things, but it kind of makes, but it, I like that it's unique. It's adding more unique ways of evolution besides just give it this item and trade it and hope someone gives it back to you. Yeah, it was cool because we also got, um, oh God, um, the Galorian, uh, I forgot what the base form is. It, it's Runagigas, where you have to take it to, uh, it's, uh, I believe uh, Yamask is the first form. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Where you have to take it to a specific point and level it up there to uh, get it to evolve into the Galorian form it has at the end. Yeah, yeah. I do, I do feel like maybe we could have gotten a couple more Galarian forms besides just Meowth, because I, I feel like I do, I'm going to be honest, I love Meowth as a Pokemon, and I love Meowth as a character, but I don't like any of the evolutions it's had, so they're all just kind of there. I definitely like um, Berserker better than the Alolan Meowth and Alolan Persian, just because it's at least a, its own Pokemon. Heck, I don't even remember if it was in Journeys now that I start to think about it. It probably has like a minute or two where it shows up, hits Meowth for something, and then walks away. I guess I couldn't remember, to be completely honest. But throughout the story, you kind of learn that there's this, that they're talking about the Day of Legend a lot. Like two heroes or two Pokemon or whatever, saving the Galar region several years ago. Oh, and it kind of involves, well, Hop, because like you said, he's going through his crisis of confidence and he feels like he's not catching up to you. He's disgracing his family and it ties into the end of the game really well. There's also Bead, who tries to destroy one of the monuments for um, star power to fill the gauntlet thing for Dynamaxing. And mm -hmm. he ends up basically getting kicked out of the tournament, and it messes with him something fierce. Yeah, um, but it's interesting because he destroys... I, I think it's a, supposed to be a mural of something, but then... Yeah. And he gets kicked out, but then you and... Um, the, we've already talked about her, the Professor Sonia. Sonia. Go and uh, look behind it and discover that, oh, there's actually a statue and with two Pokemon. Yeah, so technically Bead helped save the day. Yeah, it's... the. Uh, if I remember correctly, that's the first clue that you get that the original story you heard is different than what we got at the yeah. first. It's like a game of it's like that game you used to play in elementary school, telephone. Eventually, the eventually you get all the pieces together, but for now, it's it's just a total mess. Yeah, you get um. So yeah, I think the first story is that it's uh, one person and his Pokemon, and then it becomes a it's one person and two Pokemon, and then um we run into Raihan who opens the gallery for us and. Uh, 
Sonia, we discovered that there are two trainers. And it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. And I, I will say another thing about the gym, Lee, and I'll get circle back to that, but a lot of the gyms have these challenges beforehand. Like, oh, yeah. get all of these, these woo-woo into, or hey, there's this quiz you have to do that Opal makes you do. So it's like, how old am I? Uh, 18? That's very flattering, but I'm actually in my 70s. So you're losing points because technically you gave me the wrong answer. I can't. I just can't win, I guess. But if I remember correctly, you also lose points if you tell her, oh, you're 70. I think so. I think so, yeah. Well, you're just, a, she says, like, you're a cheeky person or something. Yeah. Yeah. But all, but you were, but she also relates to Bede's story because Bede uses psychic Pokemon, but after he gets kicked out, he gets kidnapped by her because she's wearing, because he, his favorite color is like pink and purple. Mm -hmm. And all of the Pokemon he already has are, has psychic. either, well, they're psychic or have the potential to be uh, fairy type. Yeah. So it, to make a short story long, it ends up with him becoming the new gym leader of the new fairy type gym leader of the region. And mm -hmm. he, He's grown to respect you, and in some cases, he he might even like you, but he's never going to admit it. Yeah, he also has um. It, he shows the most growth, I think, of any of the kind of four main characters because he goes from such a cocky person to being a not necessarily kind, but a more. I don't really know how to put it. Uh, he seems he's it seemed like even when he was cocky early on it felt like his quote-unquote happiness it kind of felt forced like he's just showing off now he feels legitimately happier because like he just does yeah it's kind of he discovered a purpose as you said with his orphanage backstory he didn't really know what he was to be and now he's finally figured out what he's going to be for at least the foreseeable future. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Chaz from Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Starts off super cocky, ends up falling, and he's still cocky by the end, but he's humbled, he's humbled himself a bit. And willing to work with you rather than kind of trying to work against you. Exactly. But I don't, I don't know. Oh, I don't, I'm, I feel like we I feel like we generally start these kind of negative, but then go into positives. I feel like we've been largely positive. I guess the one kind of thing I notice is I love Hop. Hop gets a Hop has a lot of character development. He has a lot of good stuff, <laughs> but I kind of feel like a, some of his character development kind of came at the cost of maybe we could have given a little more stuff for Marnie to do because she's great, but her story's kind of fast. Yeah, we. I'm trying to remember how many times we battle her. We, I mean, it's about the same number of times, but she never feels like the others where it's continuing throughout the rest of the story. It's like we get a bit at the beginning, a bit in the middle, and then a bit at the end where it's like every, so we get a, like 30 minutes where we get stuff happening to hop or stuff happening to, to bead. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess the thing for me is I still really like her. I like how when Team Yell shows up, she's like, yeah, c c stop, stop. And she's like, guys, I'm sorry for any me Like, that's the weird thing. I thought she was going to be kind of mean-spirited when she showed up, but no, if anything, it's the opposite. She's very kind. She just doesn't mm -hmm. love the player at first. 
until Morpeko kind of turns around like, oh no, he's the best. He or she is the best. Yeah. Ah, God. Then, um, so let's, I guess, finish up with the gym leaders. We didn't finish all of them. So you went over Opal. We get the, uh, the other gym that has two different um, leaders for uh, based on which games you have. In Sword, it's uh, Gordy. And in Shield, it's, uh, it's Melanie. Melanie. Don't it's Melanie, everybody's favorite gym leader based on the internet. Well, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. And it's said that uh, Melanie is Gordy's mom, and uh, or that's kind of what it's applied implied to be. Yeah, that's what it is. Which I think would have been absolutely hilarious if we'd actually seen it in the. Uh, anime but we don't unfortunately i mean i kind of i mean i kind of feel like in a way that's what the anime should be doing if they're going to use stuff from the games the game should be like like we don't have to talk like i don't necessarily mean these characters i just mean like, tierno trevor and shauna nothing in the games tierno trevor and shauna in the anime are actually interesting they developed them so if anything i kind of thought that this would have been the series for oh hop Beat Marnie, you three get out there, there and do some stuff in the anime. And they're just like, ah, no, no. I'll, I'll be in the background. You can't actually see me, but I'm I'm there. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it, well, Bead, Victor, and Gloria get even less in the anime, which is to say, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, this I think it would be absolutely hilarious if like it's one of the uh, tournaments for the master. Uh, like for the Masters Eight or whatever the tournament is and uh World Coordination Series. And Ash faces Gordy in like the semifinals and beats him. And Melanie runs out and goes, Oh Gordy, and she's like wiping his face. And, he's and she's like, the Get one off me, please, Mom. And she's the final one Ash has to face in the tournament. Oh god, that would have been great. Hey, but at the same time though, but like it, things don't say great. There ends up being a disaster because I said before that Team Yell aren't necessarily the bad guys. If anything, they try to support you when the world starts going to hell. And who's the villain? None other than Chairman Rose and his assistant, Oliana? Ah, uh, close enough. I have no idea how it's pronounced either. Yeah, the second I saw her, I'm like, something's up with her. Something's up with her. Yeah, she always seemed testy when you run into her as just early on in the games. She's, uh, she's the stereotypical assistant for someone important trying to keep them on time when they don't want to be on time. Yeah. Everybody's basically just Leon in this game. No one really likes doing their job. I think that's true in real life anyway, but... Ah, that that is... That, yeah, yeah, that's fair. No, nah, but in all honesty, you almost feel like at first that there's something off about her, but... So she's going to be, like, behind the scenes doing something and trying to control the, comp uh, the company, but... No, it's Rose is the bad guy. He's Yeah, and like we've talked about with Jay before, I kind of feel like it could have worked in both ways. Like, you play one game, you play Sword, Oleana's the bad guy. You play Shield, Chairman Rose is the bad guy. Hey, obviously, you'd have to change some stuff, but I don't know. It, it could have worked in some senses. Yeah, and uh, pretty much they're trying to bring about the Day of Destruction or whatever it's called that uh 
and bring in uh, Eternatus so it can recharge all the energy in Galar, uh, which will apparently fail in a thousand years. So they're just going to have to do this all over again? It's like, uh, wait, but you have a thousand years to find something else to charge all your power or discover another way of doing this, and yet rather than wait till you have no other choice, you decide to do this now. Okay. Yeah, but apparently, I will say Chairman Rose is kind of, in theory, I like what they did, but in execution, I don't know, felt he felt a little on the weak side, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, they... I know he wants to be the savior, he wants to uh, be the one who prevents them from running out of energy and all that, but this this villain story is kind of forced at the end, I feel like. There's yeah, not... and the weird thing is, in the anime Pokemon Twilight Wings, apparently they do a really, really good job of showcasing what made him like this. Kind of like what you asked for with Giovanni, like you want to see what made him like this. Why are you acting like this? Apparently, that and the Twilight Wings anime apparently gave a really good reasoning as to what happened. I just haven't seen that episode yet, so I'm sorry. I can't say much in fact, but I'll give whoever said that the benefit of the doubt for now. I need to go back and watch it or rewatch it. I remember watching Twilight Wings as it came out, but it was still premiering, so I didn't and I didn't go back and watch all the episodes, but I know they're all on uh YouTube now. So I just figured yeah, besides Victor and Gloria, they'll just tell all of these stories and journeys. We'll be fine. Oh. Yeah, we've got two episodes left. Before they decide what they're doing with the anime after that. Yeah. Okay, what did you think of the... This is going to be a weird one. What did you think of the humor of this game? There are... From what I remember, there are some good moments. Not... I've never found the Pokemon games overly funny. I No, me either. But I feel like lately the player character themselves are getting better options as to what to say. Hey, mm -hmm. Like, I remember in the post game, you meet this girl named Peony. Do you know who I'm talking about? The girl. The girl whose dad keeps showing up. Yeah, I thought that was the dad's name was Peony. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Oh, but I remember you end up meeting her. You end up meeting her, and she's like, oh. Oh, what's your name? And I'm like, oh. And when you introduce yourself, apparently you can use a British, some type of British saying to her, and she starts laughing, like, that's what you really sound like? Yep, Paonia. Oh. That's her name. Oh, okay, so that's the... Yeah, okay, I, I was thinking of Peony, the, uh, her father. Yeah, and Chairman apparently Rose. Chairman Rose is her uncle. Okay, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, no, I that's discussed in... Uh, in the game, so I, I I'm only going through. I'm not done with my second playthrough, so maybe I would have remembered or not. But I also remember at the end of the game where like more and more stuff is falling apart. Heart, heart Sonya asks, "What's going on?" And your options are: tell her exactly what happened, exaggerate what happened. And I just said, "Let's just exaggerate." And she said, "Oh no, the whole building blew up." Wait, it's right. It, it's right here. Why would you tell me that? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> There honestly should have been a scene of her just smacking you upside the head like, you idiot, don't waste my time like that. Yeah, I probably picked the uh, 
the teller exactly what happened option so that's probably why i didn't remember that line but that is actually really funny for especially for a pokemon game yeah at the same time though like like i said team yell and marnie are openly like oh hey we're gonna help you with the this and they kind of cheer you on or in some cases you cheer marnie on it, mm -hmm. it's a good sign of her kind of coming to grips with oh this person's my friend even though when you beat her in the tournament, she ends up saying, I don't know if I'm going to root for you to beat Leon or not. I haven't decided yet. I'm just like, thanks, best buddy. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, I think it's... Um, I mean, it's kind of true. It's like, okay, well, she probably grew up also rooting for Leon to remain the undefeated champ, so if he, st if he beats us, then that gives her another chance to come back and fight him later again. Yeah. Yeah, but ultimately it ends up revealing, oh, there were two legendary Pokemon, which I like. It's not just, oh, well, you pick one game, so that's the legendary that you're stuck interacting with. No, you both have, both legendaries are involved, and Hop is involved, and you both end up catching the legendary Pokemon. Eventually. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I wasn't expecting that. I was kind of just expecting Hop to be like, hey, I found my purpose, I'm good to go, but no. They include him in the story. They included mm -hmm. him in the legendary stuff. I was I was thoroughly impressed by it. Yeah, he's the first one that uh first rival that gets his own legendary. So he feels like he's the other main character. He's he's played the other side of the story to you. Yeah. Yeah. But that's in a sense, that's kind of a problem for me. Okay. Okay, so Bede wants to prove himself that he that he Bede basically wants to prove himself from the time he's in the orphanage to Chairman Rose supporting him to when Opal's supporting him. He wants to prove that he's worth it. Hop wants to prove basically that his family is just as good as everyone says he is, if not better. Marnie wants to prove that her hometown has a lot to show and that people should pay attention to it. They all have really good reasonings for wanting to win, and you're just there. Well, my best friend wants to do it, so I'll do it too. It's this conundrum of if your best friend jumps off a bridge, will you jump too? I mean, uh, hey, hey, he he said he would be fine, but no, no I, I guess the thing is, I kind of feels like, I don't know, I feel like this would have been a good game to kind of do like an alternate, not necessarily an alternate route, but maybe just a cutscene of, oh, show what happens if Hop ended up winning, or Bede, or Marty, like those... Just a cutscene or something, and like if you lose to them, and it's like, oh, oh, all these people went to Spike Mouth. Marnie's the champion now. That's cool. That's nice to see. Like, it doesn't have to affect the game long term, but like, it just something. Because I start to feel bad because I'm like, dang, I'm just here just because the game told me to. See, you say that, but then I automatically thought of like, okay, so we get like a. Um fallout kind of ending where based on the faction you choose and all this other stuff you get like a whole bunch of different images and describes what happened and i just see like okay marty becomes champion because you lose to her and pierce ends up becoming the bad guy and trying to take over the region because marty ended up uh, becoming champion so he's now like well now i'm stuck as the gym leader and he's now attacking everybody trying to get uh destroy the uh oh god region. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but at the same time, though, there's a good to fair chance he would just shrug, shrug it off and be like, hey, the gym's closed, come back tomorrow, unless you want to join us for band practice. And then everybody just joins Team Yell. I could also see, like, uh, B, B becomes champion. 
He pardons Chairman Rose, who proceeds to redo the same exact experiment and destroy the and destroy Galler. That's hor- that's horrible. But in all seriousness, you understand kind of what I mean. Like you, mm-hmm. they all have reasons, and you can As the player, I kind of felt like a horrible person because I'm like, I know they would hate me if I held back, but I kind of want them to win instead. Which is which is interesting because it's the first games that you really feel like other characters might deserve it more than uh our character because like in all the other i guess barry maybe uh in a a sense yeah but he's also yeah but barry barry's kind of an interesting one for that though yeah all the others i mean blue becomes champion before you silver is a jerk so he doesn't deserve it in the end may may wally slash brendan you know you don't know they're too weak. They never feel like a challenge. Well, except for that, like third battle with May right before Marvel City. That's hor- That still gives me nightmares to this day. Yeah, well, that's because they have, uh, especially if she has Swamper. It's or not Swamper, uh, Marsh Stomp at this point, because you have like no good counters uh, that you can catch before it. Nope. But like I said, it's kind of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, I care about these characters and I'm invested. On the other hand, I'm like, dang, they might have done too good of a job. I I feel bad. Yeah. But in the end, you do end up becoming champion because you beat the game and you uh, beat Leon. And I, it almost feels like Leon is at the verge of, how to put it? He, he's very disappointed because uh, if you lose to him because he's... He's looking for someone who can actually challenge him. He hasn't had a good challenge, is kind of the feeling he gives off. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, when you beat him, he's disappointed, but he's also like, oh, thank God, a weight off my shoulders. I guess the one thing for me is I do kind of feel like once the game's over, it's like, hey, you beat me. He kind of just disappears in a sense. Yeah. I mean, he shows up for the um, Pokemon Star Tournament, I think is what it's called, where you you and one of the other gym leaders or side characters team up to face other teams. Yeah, that's another thing. There's no Elite Four. It's basically just tournament style, which I actually end up real I actually end up liking a lot more than just the Elite Four. I do too. Um it gives... I at least like it for a change of pace. Yeah, and from my understanding, the games can be unique because you can face if you do just a regular tournament again. You can face different opponents, yeah, so you right. don't all. So you don't always feel like you're facing. You're going to face the exact same teams over and over again. You could face Milo in the first round. I highly doubt you'll ever face him in the second round. Dang. He just he is. He's always portrayed as the weakest one. Unfortunately, he's also very nice. So I hope he's handling this well. Yeah. Um, I faced Nessa at least once in the second round. I think I've played the tournament like three or four times. So I know that... So you could probably face Milo in the second round. It's just, I doubt he'd make it to the third or finals. Yeah, and then we get to the post-game with the Sword and Shield guys. And this is one of my negatives. I don't like these guys. They're kind of annoying. Yeah, I know that they bring in characters that are uh, unique. At least the they're unique for the post game so it, there's a story to it sure but they 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 are annoying and the 
that hair. It's it's terrible. Well, it's basically Yu-Gi-Oh! a Yu-Gi-Oh! antagonist all over again. But with their involvement in the post-game, you basically have to run around and stop Gigantamaxing and Dynamaxing in other areas, because they mm-hmm. I do appreciate that they show that, hey, we have this feature called Gigantamaxing. It's not always a good thing, because sometimes these Pokemon do it without their trainers. Yeah, and they go on rampages pretty much, and they're supposed to be out of control. Yeah, and the only place you don't go to is Spike Mouth, because like we said, they don't, they don't have Gigantamaxing. But... I guess we should talk about the post game at some point. Yeah, so if I remember correctly, and, t- and correct me if I'm wrong, we you don't actually catch uh, your box art legendary until you go to the forest in the post game. <laughs> I believe I believe you are correct. Yes, which is really a strange thing because in every other game you catch it when you go to. Uh, like, you would catch the Pokemon before you go face Eternatus in this game. Yeah, I, but I guess I'm kind of okay with it, because, like, I, I don't know, it was something different. It's kind of nice, I mean, because, uh, as you said, th- these games are very unique for uh, Pokemon games at the time, what we were expecting and what we got, I think. Yeah, uh, and... <sighs> Uh, we've kind of talked about this before in a previous video. Oh, DLC for the post game. Mm-hmm. I, I like the DLC for the most part. There are a couple of aspects of it that are kind of tedious. Like, oh, walk around and click A, and every time you do, and you find something on the ground, like you have to find like a hundred fifty pieces of something. To, mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that one. I could honestly say that was my least favorite one. I believe that's the footsteps that you have to find for the diff- uh the sword trio or whatever they're yeah, called. something like that i i i can honestly say that was my least favorite i can agree that it's i don't like these kind of fetch quests just to unlock a specific pokemon yeah and the worst part is there's other stuff you can do but you have to wait until you have to do everything and then you have to get to move on to oh now you can do a tag tournament with your friends and that sort of thing mm-hmm. i don't know with stuff like this, it doesn't really feel like you should have to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so pretty much the DLC came in two parts. We uh, The Isle of Armor was the first one that we got, and then we got the uh, Crown Tundra. Was the that is part. correct. And both came with an increase in the number of Pokemon you could find in the uh, games. Um I think what they added about a hundred in each one, roughly. Something like that. And we got in both versions, we got a handful of new Pokemon uh, added to the game, uh, just Pokemon in general at this point. And you had Pokemon alongside you on the island you were at, and they could mm-hmm. walk around with you. They couldn't actually keep up with you when you ran anywhere, which kind of made it weird. But I, they, they tried at least. Yeah. <laughs> They made it a little too realistic for how fast the Pokemon moved in this part. Um, like, I was... Uh, right before we filmed this, I went back to the Crown Tundra, and I had a set of Scorches, the Pokemon I had at the front of my team right now. And, yeah, it, it's... You can see all its legs moving, which is really cool, but it moves at, like, a mile an hour. Good lord. Good lord. Yeah. Not And you also meet... Avery, who's kind of your rival in your dojo, the dojo you join and shield. The dojo story, I feel... I, as much as I like it, there is something weird about it. 
Like, hey, you're coming here for training. I'm like, yeah, but I'm already the champion. Naturally stronger than most of you combined. Yeah. yeah. And don't you get Clara and Sword? I believe so. They And they pretty much... They both have the same ace Pokemon, which is uh, Galarian slow, uh, slow Bro. Yet there's no rapping involved, so I'm not interested. Well, it's Slow Bro, not Slow King. Well, either way. Hey, I'm going to be honest, I haven't gotten to it with Sword. With sword. I think I'm going to like Clara more than Avery. And that's possible. I, I, I don't really remember. Uh, they play a what is it, a minor league gym uh, gym leader. So they can give out, like, a badge, but it doesn't count towards the tournament kind of thing. Basically, yeah. And apparently they even show up in the tournament because Clara and Marnie can team up, and Clara can be like, we can show off how cute we are. Marnie's like, I I'm not cute. I'm not cute, am I? Unfortunately, the internet said yes. I was really going to try my hardest not to bring that up. Uh, up. But regardless, it's I like I said, the interactions between different characters helped with the story. As for the gameplay, I don't feel like they changed that much. I feel like, let me do this way, I ended up liking Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing a lot more than I thought, but the raid battles where you have to fight giant Pokemon, I did not enjoy. I can understand that. There, there's a combination of issues with this especially because in order to compete against the really really hard ones uh like the uh event mewtwo the event uh zero 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 yeah. i can't remember whichever one it was yeah um you had to pretty much play online with other people because if you played with the npcs you most likely got the soul rock that just does rock polish constantly yep and each time it faints, you lose a life, and you have, and it keeps going and going. So it it'll, it'll faint like five times, and you'll lose the uh, battle in the end because yeah. even though you survived. Yeah, not to mention the oh, apparent once you do enough damage to it, it'll stop and be like, oh, the Pokemon put up a barrier. Now you have to hit it like five times before you can actually do damage. I'm like, this is stupid. This is silly. And then when you tried to catch it in the end, you wouldn't always be guaranteed to catch it. Yeah, especially the event Pokemon, which uh, were... Well, actually, I don't think you could even catch the Mewtwo or the them. It, it was... if It became one of those... Um, if enough people battle it, we'll release codes so that you can um, get the uh, Pokemon online after this game. I wasn't even... Hilariously, they're like, we'll do all that, and I'm like, I don't even want to use it. It's just like, well, but we're letting you... But no, I just... No. It seems like way too much work at this point. Plus, I can just get everybody else to do it for me, and then we can just get the rewards. Yeah, if there was, like, a... You have to do this. If you beat the Pokemon, you'll see a cutscene, and then you get the Pokemon decides that it wants to be your Pokemon. That kind of could have been cool, and given you a reason that you have... Okay, I've got a week to beat the Pokemon, and then I can get this Pokemon. That would have been a bit cool. <laughs> You, when you said cutscenes, it reminds me they're making the players' faces a lot more interesting. And like, if when the player eats curry and they enjoy it, you can tell. When they hate it, you can tell. Hell, and even during some of the cutscenes, it's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, man, I can't help you." You see the player character just make the saddest face, like, 
It's like, hey, don't be sad. Add, we'll figure something out. So in my head, my head canon is the player just likes messing with people at this point. They're very manipulative with their face. Yep, it's just like, well, you're not going to put us in the anime. We're just going to ruin the games. For, we're just going to ruin this for everybody else. Be, be, you've grown, and you we want you to be happy, but you're not beating us. Ever. Yeah, I'm... Trying to think. So, what did you think overall of the DLCs? With, uh, like, they both had kind of mini stories with them, but I appreciate the mini stories. I appreciate the new Pokemon, some of the new features. I don't like that it felt like you. There's some stuff like you had to do. Like, I didn't like the fetch quest of looking at the footprints or whatever. Mm -hmm. The Peony and. Paonia or whatever their names are. I liked their stuff, but it felt like, let me put it this way, it felt like there should have been a lot of different paths open that you could have done at your leisure, not, oh, oh, you're not done with this because you have 30 of the footprints as opposed to 150 or however many there were. Well, you can't continue. I, I completely agree. I really... I did it a few times, but they, uh, I forgot what it, the Pokey Den raid battle or whatever they called it, where you have to face like four in a row, then you face the legendary Pokemon at the end of uh, the Crown Tundra DLC. Yeah. That was really disappointing. I really think that there should have been diff, uh, they could have made the game a bit larger in the Crown Tundra and then given us like this area, we've got a collection of the Johto Pokemon, and this section has Hoenn, and this section has Sinnoh, and you have to go and do different, you have to do different things to unlock the ability to get one of them from this area, and then do something different to get another one, and you you should have been able to get all of them through different ways rather than face four and then go back. Because the raids weren't the best. Yeah. Not to mention, it gets kind of lonely. Like, Hop will show up every now and then, because you guys are best friends, but I, I don't know, as happy as some of the characters seem to be, because, oh, that's right, we did mention one, forgot to mention one thing. Sonya's the new professor. Yeah, at the end of the games, she's, her grandma retires and goes, and Sonya goes, well, I'll take over the lab. Yeah, and Hop decides basically for now to put his dreams of being a champion on hold to hang out with Sonya and research with her. So in the end, he mm -hmm. ends up hanging out with Sonya more. So I guess technically he wins. Yeah, he's... Which is nice for some for a rival to decide that they want to be a professor or a professor's assistant instead of uh, continuing to try to beat you constantly. Like, I mean... That's the thing I with like how at the end of uh Sun and Moon you face him like I don't know every handful of battles he'll show up as the person that cha challenges you and it's really disappointing because he you know he'll never beat you. <sighs> I'm I need to replay Sun and Moon and I guess Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon before we do those videos, but I'm not gonna. But I, I'm gonna struggle with it. I also I need to do too. the same with Soul Silver or Heart Gold because Johto's kind of. I know a lot about Johto, but a lot of it's kind of a blur. Yeah, I've... I should probably buy, like, the... Well, I could play... Uh, Let's Go instead, if I wanted to. 
I, I I know enough about Let's Go. It's basically the same story. Yeah, it's it's Pokemon Yellow. Except every except red and blue are aged up, and they've already done their journey. So I I don't know what timeline this is. It's the alternate alternate timeline. <sighs> sure, sure, why not? But is there anything else we need to say about Sword and Shield other than the fact that I I love these games? I had so much fun going back and replaying them. Sure, the graphics aren't always amazing, and the the national deck stuff but i still had so much fun with these games i did too um I, I mean this is the first games i had a lot of firsts in sword and shield this was the first time i was able to breed a shiny pokemon i got a shiny charizard that i specifically uh bred for i got my first shiny legendary that i know is 100 legit in a shiny ho that i got in the one of the raid events so I had a lot of fun with these games. Yeah. And I'd like to think that eventually at some point people could realize, oh, it's not just the National Dex thing and give it a chance. If you still don't like it at that point, that's fine. But I don't know. I don't know. I like to think that each series of games has something good about it. Yeah, they all have introduced bits and pieces that I really liked, especially having now gone back and played some of those games that I used to say, well, I don't like them just because they weren't the games I liked. Yeah, uh, which is why I tried giving Black and White and Black and White 2 a chance, because that was during the time here where I was kind of getting out of Pokemon, and I wanted mm -hmm. to give them a more fair chance. Exactly. That, I think we both had the same games that didn't we didn't we said we didn't care for it. Going back, those are fun games. Yeah, all of the games are fun. Now, that being said, once we when we go back and we have to review the Gen 2 games for you and the Gen 3 games for me, I feel like one of us is going to have to have to be... Then more negative for... Yeah, we're going to to balance things out. And the other is just going to have to deal with that, unless you guys want to hear us fight on the podcast, which I'm open to do, but still. <laughs> okay, I, I, I kind of like the idea. So I'll, I'll try to come up with stuff for Hoenn that isn't necessarily the best, and you do the same for Johto. Already, already am. I've been playing this for years, since 2006. We didn't even know each other then. It didn't know what a podcast was in 2006. Yeah, and now everybody knows what a podcast is, for better and sadly for worse. That's because everybody has a podcast now. If we can do it, so can you guys. Heck, I mean, y'all heard how bad our audio was originally. That's because I was recording on earbuds. Yikes, that, that was a dark... <laughs> for, forget the darkest day in Sword and Shield. That was actually what they were talking about. So like, oh, the audio was horrible. Which it isn't for Sword and Shield, because the, the music's amazing. Especially oh, the yeah. rival the rival battles. Yeah, I love the kind of soccer chant music that we get, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, which is, that's what I, because you hear Marnie's theme playing, you hear Bede's theme playing, you hear the crowd chanting alongside, and that's when you realize, oh god, I'm the bad guy in this, nobody's cheering for me. Yeah, your mom's over there cheering for Leon still, doesn't matter. That's horrible. That's horrible. He's the hometown hero, you're just the kid that lived next door to the hometown hero. I, they need to generate some booze for the next game. It's just like, well, do you accept, do you try to get the crowd on your side, or you just lean into the booze and you're just like, like, come on, come on, I can't hear you. What's hey, little kid, little kid, what's that? You said you hate me. Guess what? You hate yourself most of all. So I did remember one more thing we probably should discuss. This game has 
the best uh, character customization that we've had in any of the games. Yes, I love the customization. And I, like my character looks completely different than when he first started, but I just love it. I'm, they have a, add a lot of options that make you feel unique. Yeah, I really wish... The only thing when it comes to the style that I wish we could keep would be if you when you face the gyms, you could change like which uniform you keep your number, but you wear uh, the uniform you want to for tournaments and stuff. But you get they constantly put you in whatever uh, the base one is for the game. I feel like you are allowed to change, aren't you? You can wear different uniforms, but you still end up with um, like if you go to at least I don't know about the star tournament. I can't remember that one, but for the like if you just compete in a regular tournament, they put you in your base uniform, the white one that has the base trim and all that that you wear in, when you face all the gyms, which is really disappointing because it's like, I want, because you get to see like uh, Marnie in later tournaments wears her dark uniform and the gym leaders wear theirs. It's like, you should get the ones that you either buy or the ones you face. And if, you, if you're a champion, you should get to wear the one that Leon wears, uh, which is the one I have my character. cape. I wish you got the cape. I really did. Yeah. The only downside to customization is it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if you play as a girl, you get a lot of options. And if you play as the boy, you don't get as much. That is unfortunate, but um, I do... Scarlet and Violet have customization, but it's set to the like four sets of uniforms you get, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But the th nice thing about this is that there is you can pick anything pretty much as your for your character regardless of uh which gender you chose or if you I don't even remember if you choose a gender. You can even cosplay as Marnie and the other characters and they just look at you like this is completely normal. I'm kind of used to this. When in reality I'd be saying, "Dude, this is creeping me out. Back up." Yeah, and Especially when you do online. I did a lot of online uh, of the different battles, and it's like, oh, wow, there's a lot more customization than I thought. And... Yeah, yeah. But overall, like I said, the rivals were re the rivals, well, such as Hop going from cocky to a bit more humbled, and the professor's assistant, Bede going from cocky to a gym leader, and Marty going from kind of being dismissive of dismissive of you to basically say it's not like I want you to see me smile ba 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 baka uh, the character the rivals were great the Pokemon were cool the gym leaders did a lot the gym challenge felt especially unique I love Sword and Shield I, I can honestly say these are some of my favorite Pokemon games of all time are they my number one? well I haven't done a ranking system yet on it so I couldn't tell you but I still love Sword and Shield exactly um these games were, in my opinion, a good f step forward for the Pokemon games that had been doing the pretty much the same thing, just slightly expanding the animation each time. So this is a good step forward. I, I'm hoping that they'll continue. It's, it's hard to tell with the new Scarlet and Violet, but we're not really going to get into that right now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is the most positive we've been in a good bit on the video, and I want to keep being positive, because being negative, as hilarious as it sounds for you guys, it's exhausting for me. Yeah, we'll try to do something where 
we talk about the negatives more when we get to our get uh specific games uh where we do the opposite of each other but yeah and i'll just have to tell you that you're wrong i'll have to tell you that you're wrong but yeah we'll but you would be wrong because I, I would be right because it's gender it's, it's it's okay it's okay you're learning but it's fine but are we ready to close out i believe so okay so ladies gentlemen and others what do you guys think of Sword and Shield? And yes, once again, Sword and Shield, not Scarlet and Violet. We'll talk about that another point. Oh, did the national decks really affect you? Did you care? What did you think of some of the stuff? Yeah, and I mean, what were? Tell us what your favorite Pokemon from this generation is. Did you like the idea of DLC versus um, just a base post game that uh, comes with the game? Do you do you think DLC is the way to keep going, or do you think it's going to be more of a just more of a regular post game that we get? Yeah. And did this game inspire you to make curry? Yes, actually, it did. So <laughs> same here, same here. So whether you're chilling with Hop, snarking with Bead, or smiling with Marnie, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and all that other nonsense, and we will see you guys next time. This has been Alex. And Richard. And you have been listening to the Anime Egotists. Good night, peace easy, and may the power protect you.